This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by Whataburger. I'm your host, Hannah Wing, and I'm so excited to be back with y'all for the 2023 season. It's going to be such a blast this year, and we have a really exciting announcement. So, Jared, I'm going to toss it over to you. Yes, we, uh, like a lot of teams in the offseason, we uh, put our heads together, figured that, you know, we needed to make an addition. And uh, this individual wasn't a baseball free agent. Thankfully, he is under contract with the Texas Rangers. He was a podcasting free agent, and he is a... I guess already kind of a, a Rangers legend. He will forever uh, be in the record books because of his 2022 season and hopefully what's also to come. Uh, he was the American League Silver Slugger Award winner at first base last year. He was the first Ranger to hit over 300 in a season since 2016. He is Nathaniel Lowe. Nathaniel, <laughs> welcome to the Straight Up Texas podcast. Hi, everybody. Yes, nice to be here. Nice to take my talents to the booth with you guys. We're gonna have a good time. I've always it's thought be that. So fun. I've always thought that Nathaniel. We talked about this spring training. That when you're done playing in like 20 years, <laughs> if Nathaniel wanted to be a broadcaster, I would be out of a job in less than Quit a minute. It. You'd be Quit screwed. It. Not gonna lie. I, I would. I, I would have screwed. a. I disagree. I nope. That is. You are. Let's see. This is my ninth year, and there are few players. I've come across who have had the ability to communicate what's going on with a level of entertainment and truth to it, right? Like, I think you do a great job of, of just having a conversation, talking about the game, talking about whatever, and having fun. And that's a, a big reason why uh, you were our top free agent uh, free agent uh, pursuit, and we're lucky. We didn't have we're to so go to excited. number two. Yeah, you were our top choice without a doubt. You've always <laughs> been so approachable in the clubhouse, just always open to talk about life, talk Come about on. baseball, <laughs> and we're just so happy to have you on our team this year and just be the three Musketeers and just have the best podcast in baseball season yet. <laughs> you guys are too nice. Yes, we'll have a good time. Absolutely. Why, can I, I'm just curious. Why, you know, we spoke on the phone. I was like, hey, you know, idea, just curious your thoughts. Why was this something that you thought you maybe would want to do? Um, you know, there's a certain there's a certain element of communication that I can have with media in Clubhouse, and then there's a certain element that I can have extending past that. And this gives us an outlet to talk to fans, to give them, you know, a sense of what I get to see on the day-to-day -day basis that most people might not know, and hopefully we can, you know, increase our reach and help Rangers fans across the DFW get more excited because there's so many exciting things about this 2023 season. Yeah, I'm, I'm fired up. So we're here. It is Monday, March 27th. There's an exhibition game tonight. It's going to be the first game at Globe Life Field this year. Another one tomorrow. Uh, these are obviously important. We don't need to press the fast forward button through these two games, but uh, I'm definitely looking forward to Thursday. I'm not a player, so I can kind of 
to some degree look ahead. But uh, we are days away from the season. Uh, and, I mean, for me, I've been here since 2015. So 2015, the team was coming off a rough 2014 season. There were a lot of expectations. They had more injuries. They set a record for most total days players spent on it was then the disabled list now the injured list uh, and then 2015 bounced back made the playoffs 2016 had the best record in the american league both those years unfortunately first round exits since then no playoffs no 500 seasons this is the most excited i've been for a baseball season in a long long time and i think that that is maybe a, a, a sentiment that's shared in the clubhouse. That's the sense I got. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no more, like, wishful thinking, I don't think. You know, it felt like 21 camp. I, you know, I'm just trying to get my feet wet and see what Rangers baseball is all about. And then I didn't have any time to pay attention to projections that said we were going to be terrible. And we kind of fulfilled those expectations. And then last year, you know, we make some make some moves and expand the roster a little bit, bring in some high-dollar high dollar players and uh we don't see a whole lot of a whole lot of success in the w column but yeah it's um i don't think it's an understatement to say that the team is excited about what's going to happen this year you're coming off of spring training in the clubhouse what was different this year i feel like every year you talk about the energy in the clubhouse i think we said this last year jared but sincerely in 2023 what is the sentiment in the clubhouse and what are you the most excited about Mm. um you know, I think I think the other day was a big sign. Um, it was one of our only night games in spring training, and and I'll be the first to say it. I guess on this record that night games in spring training are horrible. Uh, <laughs> you know, you play 140 games at night in the season. You play two in spring training. You're there for six weeks, showing up at 6:30 in the morning every day. But we're walking out the door. Some of us are walking out the door, and there's such a big group of guys that are sitting on the couch watching Mark, March Madness and so excited. You know, like not that they're disregarding the spring training game that's going on that night, but it felt like there was a true energy and like the guys were just together for something. And that's not something that you can force to happen. That's something that organically grows when you get the right group of players around each other. And it seems like for the last couple of weeks, you know, we're on a pretty good page of we've gotten the right players together. It's time to go out and perform. So tell me if I'm wrong here. 2021 you know, it was pretty clear that that was not a year from a, a front office standpoint. They were too concerned about making the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. It was the first full year of, of this, you know, rebuild or revamping, whatever you want to term it. You got a lot of guys who are up, uh, who are just trying to get their bearings, right? Not necessarily a lot of established major leaguers. Uh, and understandably so, guys, I don't want to say they're looking out for themselves, like selfishly, like they don't care about the team, but like their careers are kind of hanging in the bound. They're trying to prove themselves. And then it's a little bit of that last year, maybe a little bit of a step forward. But like this year, this team, then this is the first year for which you've been a part of a, a clubhouse from my perspective, which this is the case. You've got guys who, yeah, there are young guys who are trying to prove what they can do. Josh Smith, Ezekiel Duran, Leody Tavares, Bubba Thompson, those guys are there. And, and to some degree, everyone is always trying to prove themselves but you also now have guys who they're big leaguers. They've established themselves. They know what to do. They walk into a clubhouse. They know they're not like their head's not on a swivel. Like, Oh, am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to do that? What's, and there's like a level of comfort with that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that can only help with what you're just talking about with the unity and kind of moving together in one direction. Yeah. Yeah. When you get the right older guys around, you know, younger players, it's just good for culture as a whole. It's not like 
you know, the cut, we're not as cutthroat as it used to be. It's not like guys are getting their stuff zip tied and thrown outside or getting their stuff put in the freezer. But, you know, there's a certain sense of regularity and there's definitely veteran guys that you bring in that are going to do a good job of if something needs to be said to a young player, you can say it, but you need to realize like we're on the same team and we're doing this for everybody's benefit. It's not like we're coming at you as an older guy coming at you to like belittle you, but it's to understand like there's a code to this game right there's a, there's a way to carry yourself off the field and the culture that's like developing inside this clubhouse is doing a good job of enforcing that all right so you go to spring training hannah yes what is like what's your to-do list like what what do you when you go what are you trying to get done i love spring training it's such a fun time to get to know the newer <laughs> players establish rapport so typically on an average day I'll go in during clubhouse, bug Nate for a little bit. Um, I try to get a video each day called a cactus chat. So just a quick interview for social media about, you know, how spring training's going so far, a couple personality questions. I think I asked Nate what his coffee order was in the end of his interview, which was a lot of fun. So just things like that, Instagram story takeovers for social media. And then I'll do my stand-ups for the day and then just watch the game and work on some other things and just be around and help get content and just overall establish that relationship and that rapport with the players that you'll see every day from about then until October. So right. it's a lot of fun. And I'm doing similar, except the, instead of cactus chats, we've got the game broadcast, exactly. right? But a lot of just, and, and I tried to do a lot of research, get stuff done, ready for the season. So players have workouts, Right, like both like physical, like exercise, you're going to get your lift in, but then on the on the backfields, drill work, fundamental stuff, games. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, every day I show up, you guys have like meetings about this or that that's not like team related, like someone's coming to talk to you or there's like the Oakley people or the... Your, or the, HR. Or they HR or like suits, like they're the people that are like selling like you know, high-end clothing, whatever. Mm-hmm. What Of all the non-baseball stuff, like, is there, what are you most looking forward to? Like, hey, when this vendor is here, like, I'm I'm excited to, like, Gosh. jump on that. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, there are a bunch of great causes that come into the clubhouse. Um, I think that there are a bunch of organizations that have access, but my favorite part of spring training is leaving. So, <laughs> <laughs> so hey, you at know, least you're honest. Yeah, I, yeah. Sorry, you know, I hate to rain on the parade, but when there's no more meetings at eight o'clock in the morning, and I can show up and do my job without, you know, I'm not going to say having to be respectful, but like, you know, it's you what, you, you. Yeah, you, it's what you do in a meeting. You sit and listen to somebody, you give them the time of day, but. Yeah, there's definitely in the middle, and you see another one on the sheet. You're like, dang, not tomorrow. You know, <laughs> I wanted to sleep in a little bit. Um, no, but you know, when when spring training gets wrapping up, they do a good job of making sure that we have access to a whole bunch of stuff. Like you said, clothes. Like there's some. They do a good job of getting us hooked up with golf courses and things to do after spring training. There are a bunch of organizations that come in that are showing good things that they're doing for players and players' families and things down the road that we not, might not be ready for, but. Yeah, it's um, spring training is a whirlwind, but again, my favorite part is getting on the plane and come back. Come when back you to have Texas. an off day in Arizona, oh. what are you doing? Um, waking up too early and looking at my ceiling, going, "What do I do now?" Because um, your body is yes. you just yeah, can't sleep in. Yeah, you know, like you, we're I'm on East Coast time for most of the winter, Central time here in Texas, and then we go out to West Coast time. We're like, well. It's early, you know. I'm I'm ready to go to bed, and it's eight thirty. So now what? So when you're up at 5.30, an off day, you go, well, all right, I guess I can stretch my morning out a little bit, have your 
quiet time, have your coffee, do what you will. And then I go get breakfast. And a lot of times it's straight to the golf course after that. And back in bed at four. (laughs) Who are your golfing buddies on the team? Oh, um, you know, we had a, we had a 16 man scramble. That's fine. Yeah. We had four tee times filled up. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out, so I'll just say everyone went. We'll put it that way. That's fair. Um, there are a couple pitchers usually in spring training that we'll get together, play some money matches, but uh, this spring was a little more baseball, a little less golf. Um, didn't really help my handicap at all and didn't really play any good golf, but, yeah, I'm at this point, when you go out and play, it's just to enjoy who you're with and enjoy the golf course and have a good afternoon. So, yeah, um, I don't want to hang anybody out to drive by not saying them, so I'll say – I like playing with the pitchers. Who's, nice. who's the best player? And and you're really good, whether you'd admit it or not, because uh, I know what you have shot at certain courses. But who who else is really good at, at golf in the clubhouse? Um, I dude, I think the best Rangers player right uh, now. This is of all time outside the clubhouse. Okay. All right, so in the clubhouse now, but not really. Um, Kensler plays to like a one. Oh and, wow! Yeah, and he'll tell you it's a one, but he's probably a little better than scratch. Like he's he's really good, man. So wow. in his retirement, he's he's been hitting the golf ball a lot, <laughs> whether he says it or not. But he's you know he's a good golfer. He's a good time. Um, he's hosted me at his place once. It's been it's been a treat. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so last thing with spring training, the rule changes. Yeah. I think it was like it was a different spring training for me. I know from my perspective because having to adjust just from a broadcast standpoint. You know, what's the back and forth like? How much time do we have for this and that? And, you know, broadcasting, when you're doing play-by-play, like there's a cardinal rule, like don't start a story with two outs because then you're going to commercial break one pitch later. And now with the pitch clock, it's like you kind of got to do it like right when there's one out. And even then you got to make sure you're aware of what's going on. What was for you with the rule changes? Like what, what was that experience like? Did it get to a point at the end where you weren't even thinking about it or is it still something that's like top of your mind? Um, yeah, after, after probably two weeks of stepping in and trying not to pay attention to the pitch clock, like I, I, our pitch clock and surprise is situated in left center. Right. And for right-handed pitchers, it's like right over their head and I can see their eyes bounce to the pitch clock and bounce back to the mitt. And when I'm trying to time something up that's third party outside of just trying to time up the pitcher, which is the hardest thing to do in all sports, you're making a hard event harder. So if you can put it to the side, forget about it, and know that once you're set in at eight seconds, you're good to go, then I think you'll have a little more success. But, yeah, that was definitely an adjustment. And then, you know, I've seen a couple instances to where even, like, a a guy on our team looked up at the clock, panicked, realized there's one second left, and gripped and ripped it and threw a ball into somebody's leg. Not on purpose, but just, you know, that's because it's an adjustment period. But we'll roll with it. I think the game is – the game's going to adjust how it's – how it's going to adjust. Um, it's not going to be perfect for the first couple of weeks. And I think that it'll be mid season, maybe even more towards the playoffs when it's finally all ironed out, but yeah, it'll be good for, it'll be good for engagement. I think. I'm excited that we're having exhibition games because as the in-game host, do I talk faster? Do I cut sentences? You know, I have to keep things down too. Yeah. obviously not anything as close to what you guys have to do on the field, Nate, but it's interesting and it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it all intertwines with what we've done before and just I'm thankful we have a rehearsal for this because if it was opening day the entire stadium's packed and it's your dry run through with everyone there it's a little chaotic so I'm glad that we had these two days to just kind of run through everything as is and work with the timing a little bit so I I was 
it was really curious to see how the new rules would play out. Uh, I I don't know. I don't want to have Rob Manford reach out to me, but did you notice the bigger bases at all? Yes. Oh, you I did love, notice I love the bigger bases. I do. Right. Yeah, okay. I, do. I think this like maybe impacts you and first baseman more than anyone else. Yes. I know like everyone talks about stolen bases and like obviously it's a game of inches. So sure, it would stand a reason that bigger bases will will help and come to play. But I think a lot of it was like the protection of first base mm-hmm. or first baseman. I just didn't like if you did not tell me the bases were bigger from my vantage point, I wouldn't have known a difference. Yeah, well, but yeah. I, I, I never asked you during the spring. So you you did notice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Getting kicked is the worst. Getting kicked is when the people are running worst. by. Oh, my God. Imagine. It's the worst. Yes. Yes. Um, getting stepped on with a grown man in, in metal spikes <laughs> is horrible. Like, I, I don't know how else to say that. And there's one guy that's stepped on me twice and nobody else has had that issue. But when you reach back and stretch for the ball and the runner's coming down the baseline, like, yeah, you, there are broken bones on the table every time you do that. But the base, you know, whether it's only three inches will allow you to kind of move a little better, allow you to go get the ball. And yeah, it should convert into more outs. Did you, are you cool with like the, the structure of the base, how firm it is? Cause like, that's the one thing I always, when a, when a runner is busting his tail up the line and then like takes that extra long last stride. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like sometimes there's some uh, non physical human being contact injuries, but contact with the base. That was the one thing I was just curious about, like, or do you, do you like it because it, it provides a little bit of, I don't know if it's stability or what with the, the base being as firm as it is. No, I mean, the corner's still the corner, you know, like you're still going to be able to get your heels into the ground and your toes on the base the way that you're supposed to, you know, and, and I, I don't know. I don't want to sound high and mighty by saying this, but if you can't run down the line and touch the first base, like, what are you doing in the major leagues, you know? So, like, catering to – you're catering to all needs. You're catering to safety of the first baseman. You're catering to the ease of running through the line, running harder, which should turn into more hits for a couple guys. Um, but, yeah, the, the base as a whole is good for baseball, I think. I had no idea what to expect because I would see these memes on Instagram, and it's like Jose Altuve next to, like, this big giant base. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. I was like, box, what is it actually going to look yeah. like? Yes. Uh, all right, so a few quick get-to-know-you questions, and then I've got – a bone to pick with food. Okay. All right. Just a general discussion. Okay. All right. What is something about you that people don't know? Just like the average Ranger fan who follows Nathaniel Lowe, uh, but maybe does so to the extent of your Wikipedia page and whatever bio is in the program. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I actually just answered this the other day and my family friendly answer is that, in middle school, I played the upright bass in the jazz band, which was past chamber orchestra and past the regular orchestra. So, yeah, I was in orchestra, chamber orchestra, and the jazz band. So, that's by choice. Like, <laughs> yes, it wasn't like choice. you like, oh, were yeah, required to. Oh, my yeah, gosh, no, that's it was incredible. just like, yeah, you know, it was just one of those things. Like, I enjoyed playing the bass. I enjoyed playing the upright bass. And my music teacher was like, hey, you should look into chamber orchestra. And that was where you get all the kids that have been playing since they were little kids that were playing these big concert pieces. And I'm just like, all right, I guess I'll hit every third note. And that's how it goes. <laughs> but yeah. And then we did, uh, then we did jazz band too. And I get to play it without the bow. It was a lot of fun. Can you still like, if you I had an upright, I have not touched an upright bass probably since my sophomore year of high school. You love music though. Like, is I that, do, yeah, okay. I really do. Yeah. And I, I have, you know, a great appreciation for like people that play live sets. I think live sets are really cool. Um, and then, yeah, especially like 
in the area too. I haven't done as, as great of a job as I wanted to, but I love going to see shows at Billy Bob's. I love going to see the big shows. It was a treat to see Morgan Wallen here at Globe Life. Like, you know, and there's so many venues around here and great artists that come through the area. Like, why not? You know, why not? I enjoy music, yes. If you could have any artist come through the DFW area, whether they do or not, who would it be and who would you want to go see? Who would I want to go see? Gosh. Dead or alive. Dead anybody. or alive. Um, you know, I just missed Odessa's first show in Seattle after the pandemic and all that stuff by two days. And I was really disappointed that we were not there. So I heard they put on a great live yes. show. I would love to see them in person. I saw them at Coachella. Amazing. They had the drone light show and everything. Uh, it was the coolest thing ever. Yes. They're amazing. Who would your answer be? Ooh, that's a tough one. Come on. Seeing Morgan Wallen was awesome. Yes. I would say Taylor Swift. I know we have a home game that day, and it might be a little complicated, but I would love to see Taylor Swift again. I heard the Eras tour is amazing. I saw that Josh Smith and Claire went. So three-hour tour. Yeah, three sure. hours three long. Hour I think show. it's yeah. 44 songs or something, so... I would love to go see that if it worked. Go ahead, out. tell. Go ahead, tell us. Come on. How was, was, how was the I show? Was, no, I. So I'm not. My wife won the tickets in a lottery. Like we paid. I don't know. It was less than two hundred dollars. It wasn't like one of these obscene, you know, uh, uh, price tags that like I saw online. Uh, I. I'll admit, like I enjoy like the stuff that's on the radio. Like I. I know the words to you know love story or whatever, yes. but I'm not like a big. Taylor Swift she guy. She invited me to go and take your spot, but I wasn't in Arizona and, anymore. And I would have I been okay so with that. Bummed. But I'm, I'm glad that I didn't. I did try to give my ticket away to people to go with her. I'm glad I didn't. I was fascinated. I, I have a weird, like, I love music, but I haven't been to a ton of concerts, like, proportionate to my love of music. Mm. And I've definitely never been to a concert that size, that venue. And it was, it was inc pretty incredible. Like, I... Just the whole production of it all, uh, I don't know how the heck she does that for three hours. I mean, that's like... I can't even sing one karaoke song without getting winded. I'm like, I could never be up there for three yeah. hours. There's I, no way. And just in general, like with sports, I know it's easy to hate the best. Like people hate Alabama, people hate the Patriots. And I'm not like out there rooting for Alabama. I'm not rooting for the Patriots unless like that's my rooting interest. But I also, I find like the, the reign of these dynasties or these amazing players it's like fascinating to me and whether you like taylor swift or not she's clearly like one of the greatest to do what she does and i just it was cool to see it in person right we were far away right? i was looking there. at the but it it, that was cool but the for me and this is never going to happen obviously because they're both dead i would love to go to a tupac and biggie like we're gonna we're gonna just bury the hatchet <laughs> And we're going to go and do, like, a, a joint tour. That, to That's me, fun. would be, like, the coolest thing ever. I would love to do that. Jared Sandler, everybody. Tupac and Biggie. I, do, I love it. I, I grew up, well, I grew up. My brothers are 11 and 13 years older than I am. So I grew up in the 90s riding in the car with them, right? Yeah. And so I, 90s music was, like, whether it was, like, Pearl Jam or, you know, again, like, Tupac, Biggie, Bone Thugs. Like, I, I'll, I'll always have, like, a soft spot for that era. Right? I think I'm going to change my answer because I'm inspired by that. So my dad is the world's biggest Leonard Skinner Leonard fan. Leonard Skinner, there you go. Obsessed with Leonard Skinner. So I would love to go back and see the original Leonard Skinner and take my dad with me. There I think they're, go. are they all dead now? All the I original so. members? I, I think, think the someone... last one actually just passed yeah. pretty recently. My dad is pretty beat up over it. So I'd like to go That's see tough. them, I think, and take him. Okay. Uh, one thing you got to bring up, I, I find this to be pretty cool, photography. Yes. Okay. You, you, uh... 
and I don't know if you want to like promote any of your stuff. I know it's just sort of like something you do for fun and maybe it's like therapeutic. I, I don't know. But like your photography is awesome. Thank you. So talented. I, I really think like you're the life of a professional athlete does not allow for a lot of free time, mm. I guess. Is that fair? I mean, maybe to some, maybe like in the off season. In but a sense. Yeah. I, how did this all start? This in is sense, awesome. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, I just been into it for a long time. You know, I never really, never really had one point where I was like, okay, like this is my thing. Um, my grandmother had a camera. I remember that back in the day. And then my mom got a camera. And I love the digital camera, the DSLR cameras, you know. And, and then um, I got my first one my junior year when I was at Mississippi State. My mom got it for me for Christmas. And it was great. And I was like, you know, like there's something that could really happen with this. And that was back when like it was super high tech to have a camera to plug into your or a cord to plug into your camera and then you could plug it straight up to your computer yeah. and within the next <laughs> the half an hour, like it could be on your phone yeah. somewhere, you know? Um, yeah. If, at least for us without pro pro gear, that's how it worked. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Instagram posts will work for a while. Um, but yeah, it just kind of, in 2019, heading into 2020, um, we have our small group that goes to the Bahamas and it just seemed like it was the next step for what am I going to do that's going to help me be present in nature or in a city or, you know, somewhere where I'm on the road where I've never been before instead of staying up to the wee hours of the morning and finding out, you know, what the nightlife, nightlife is like. Not that there's any knock on that, but being an athlete, sometimes it's probably better to do that in moderation instead of, you know, Tuesday night watching the sun come up. So <laughs> that's how it goes. You know, I just, uh, we play in so many cities with so many scenic places and so many, things that we just skip over if you just wake up get your coffee on uber eats and then get on the bus and go to the field you miss out on experiences and photography makes you take in that experience and look at it with your own eyes and appreciate what's right in front of you what has been your favorite either item or picture you've ever taken mm. i can't pick one i really can't i i thought it was really cool when they published a lot of the stuff in the september issue of the yeah. you know Very cool. whatever it was last year and um yeah, I thought that I thought that that was super cool to be able to have that just printed and and put out there. You know, some people aspire to do that for such a long time, and our our team wound up making it happen. Um, I don't know. I like I like looking at Mount Rainier. I think that the flight from anywhere up the West Coast up to Seattle when the sun's going down is awesome. If there was a way that I could get my camera out the window or through the window and get the right angle of some of those mountains in Northern California. I think that is one of the most scenic places in the country. And I don't really get to spend a lot of time there just cause I've grew up in the Southeast. So I can't pick one in specific, but definitely up in Seattle, you know, Northern California, I think it's beautiful and it's a treat to photograph. Very cool. And your teammates been like, Hey, like this was really sweet. Can you show me? Or are they just all more like admiring as a fan, not necessarily wanting to get involved? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys that have asked questions like, Hey, you know, like what camera should I get? Um, you know, Jonah's wife is big into like fashion and all that stuff. And I, I guess she's got her own apparel or whatever it is. And he'd asked me some questions about what, what he should get if he was going to take some professional quality pictures. And I was like, dude, here's my card, my hourly rate. Like, <laughs> let me save you some cash. Has anyone at, like, have you, 
shot for anyone? No, not oh. like that. Not like that. What That'd if someone was sweet. like, hey, would you shoot my family's Christmas card pictures? Would you do it? I hate Christmas card okay, pictures. So they are the worst. What if someone's like, hey, Sorry, we're, Mom, we're, going to, we're going to Hawaii. You want to come with us and shoot pictures It'd while we're It'd be hard there. to say no. It'd yeah. be hard to say no to that, you know? But I don't know. I don't know if anybody wants to spend eight hours on an airplane with me flying to Hawaii. Plus so. the daily rate. Yeah, so. plus the daily rate and food. And I can do some damage before I'm vacation out there. That's so, awesome. You know, the ad, ads out there, I'm open, but... All right. Well, there you go. No, you, know, you can you can reach out. Uh, Just no Christmas cards. No, no Christmas, Christmas cards. cards. Yeah. Please. Uh, all right. Quickly, uh, favorite award you've ever won? I was homecoming queen in high school. Oh, wow. I didn't peak in high school, but I was homecoming queen. Okay. So I got that. And then I would say tied for first is I was a competitive dancer growing up, but I was always the tallest one. Surprise, surprise. And so I was given the graceful gazelle award because I think that they felt bad for me because I was always the tallest one in like the back of all the formations. <laughs> So I would say either Homecoming Queen or Graceful Gazelle. What about Graceful you? Gazelle. I won a uh, second grade math award. Nice. Um, I was really good at multiplication. And I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't won an award since. So that's my my first and only award. So I, it's near and dear to my heart. It's, it's framed, one. big shadow box. Like it's front and center. In the back of all your Zoom calls. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. You won a silver slugger. I did win a silver slugger. That is way better than the Graceful Gazelle Award. I, I don't know about Can better. I, I don't know about better. It's well, just different. You know, it's apples yeah. and oranges. Hey, that's pretty cool. So like, cool. I want to say a word that I can't, I'm not going to say, but that's like, <sighs> dude, that, I, I know that you're not like complacent and hey, no matter what, like you don't care about, I know that's not the case. I know you bust your tails so that you're winning this award more often than just one, but like, I'd like a couple I'll go on I, record I, and say that. Yeah, and that's great. And I fully support that. And I would love to watch you earn a couple. That would be a lot of fun. But that's – did you allow yourself any time to, like, take a second and think, like, you you were told from a young age, like, being a professional athlete is so, so hard, right? Like, I'm sure you had people try and talk you out of it. I'm sure at some point you maybe you had some doubts, like, hey, am I good enough to do this or that? You want a silver slugger. Like this is so for people who aren't familiar, they give out silver slugger awards to Amer the basically the best offensive player at a given position in each league. So there's a National League uh, silver slugger award winner at first, and an American League silver slugger award winner at first. And first base has traditionally been a very competitive position for that award because there are a lot of very good offensive uh, players who play first, and you won that. Like. Did you get, I mean, did you allow yourself any chance to reflect at all? Like, that's pretty sweet. Uh, not really, you know. I Like, it's a cool award. It's a great superlative. And I think it. I think it's even cooler that it comes from, the vote comes from staffers, right? It comes from people who are at ground level, people who get to see it for, you know, 183 days in and out and get to see it all the way. Um, it's not a popularity contest. It's not something like that. It's, you know, it's, I think, an award that matters. It's really cool, but... I I hope it doesn't peak there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I haven't taken too much time to stop and, like, hang my hat on that just because, you know, he still lost 96 games last year. It kind of stinks. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's a lot to go forward. I think that end-of-season superlatives happen because teams play well, and teams play well because individuals perform well. So if the whole goal is to go out there and win games, then – your numbers are going to line up. Your superlatives are going to line up. Your free agent deals and arbitration and all things like that are going to line up the way that they're supposed to. So as long as we go back out and we're focused on winning games one pitch at a time, 
the things to line up the way they're supposed to. Who told you, like, what was the story behind finding out that you won this prestigious uh, award? Um, Rich Rice had told me I was a finalist before. Uh, that's our PR guy for people who don't know that. Um, or one of them. And yeah, he just, you know, he had said, Hey, the announcement's going to be coming up in a couple of days. Um, keep your phone on you. I'll let you know as soon as we know. And they had told me, and I had a round of golf set up at Preston trail, which was incredible. It was quite an experience. And yeah, I, you know, I told the guys that I was with, I said, guys, let's, uh, tune into the radio here. It'll be six o'clock, I think Eastern time. So five o'clock our time, the sun was going down. I had just thrown around, thrown away the round of my life. Thanks to a couple transfusions. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how the cookie crumbles, but yeah, it was on the way home. Um, it was great. It was just a good time. Yeah, it was a good oh, day. So you didn't know? No, I, I don't know. I remember the exact timing. I knew I was a finalist, and I knew Rich had told me in the morning. Yeah, but I couldn't say anything to anybody. Got it. Until Got it. Okay. yeah, until that afternoon. How did you celebrate? Um, gosh, I think we went to Nick and Sam's. I think we did. Yeah, that is a great way to celebrate. Love that place. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Um. Yeah, I had a big old steak and I had a good evening. It was a good time. That's awesome. All right, well, I, I do have a, a food thing, but we're going to save it for a couple weeks from now because sure. I I just I have beef and with all restaurants, most restaurants, and I, I don't know if I'm crazy, but uh, we'll we'll save that for a couple weeks. So we got to get some fan questions and uh, some quick rapid-fire Q&A. But first, this is the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by Whataburger. So we want to introduce to you the new Whataburger breakfast bowl. It's one conventional bowl filled to the brim with a fresh baked biscuit, scrambled eggs, crispy hash browns, creamy gravy, shredded cheddar jack cheese, and your choice of sausage or bacon. It's available for a limited time, so head on over to your local Whataburger and try out the new Whataburger breakfast bowl. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so some quick uh, rapid-fire questions for the, for the table. All right, cooking competition. You got to enter a cooking competition. What are you cooking to try and win? Terry Cruz's mac and cheesy. Terry Cruz. It is the best mac and cheese you will ever have in your life. Wow. I mean, I could grill cheese. <laughs> you know, like I make a pretty mean grilled cheese. I could put some butter on both sides of the toast. Have you ever put it in the air fryer? No, I, do Game not, I don't have an air fryer. I tried an air fryer in 2020, and then... Had some friends over, and I put vegetables and a piece of meat in there, and we took a very long time, wound up getting takeout, so that was the end of my <laughs> air frying career. I have a microwave with an air fryer, but I've never used it. I don't understand how it works in a microwave. It's so. a game changer. Okay. But what would you cook? If you yeah, I really good, like, gourmet breakfast burritos or breakfast tacos. Okay. Like, I can get down I'll, I'll put in, like, some work. I'm not just throwing, like, random stuff. Like, I, I want to try and make it. The thoughts behind it. Yeah, yeah. Do you, like, slice your onions and all that stuff? I'll do, yeah, yeah, all of it. I mean, sometimes I'll just go to, you know, a place and get it pre But, like, if I have time sure. at all times of the day, because, yeah. like, I, I'll eat breakfast whenever, yeah. I'll go and 
yeah, like the sausage, I'll get like a specific type of sausage and I'll cut it up, you know, finely or, or however I feel like it will fit best in the, the tortilla. Mm. I'll try to get like creative with tortillas. I've made my own tortillas before. So I, I, I can get down with that. See, there's something fulfilling to that too. You know, yeah. On like the, the two or three times a year where I make food for myself, like I can appreciate people who cook more because it, you know, it's real effort, but again, there's, there's, DoorDashers out there and Uber Eats guys that do a good job of bringing the food to my For door. Sure. So God thank you. Him. Love you all. I, I don't get to cook much during the year. When I was doing minor league baseball, and, and you'll remember, like you're playing, every game is a night game except for Sundays mm-hmm. usually, right? Unless there's like something wacky. Wednesday, uh, kids day. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, kids day, they play SpongeBob all game. Gosh. Uh, love it. Gotta love it. If I ever had a Sunday night at home, I would cook. I mean, I was living by myself. I didn't, you know, I'm in some small town. I didn't really have like a social life. Cooking was like my, hey, let's just unplug from baseball for a few hours. I, would, I wasn't good, but I would like take a recipe. I'd try it and go from there. So that was like my, my, that was like my photography at times, sure. like during the season. Uh, all right. Something that you have tried. It can be a food, an activity, whatever. Something you've tried that you won't ever try again. That's a tough one. Something that I tried that I won't ever try again. Do you have any? Do you have anything? Well, for this? I'll, yeah, I feel like so, you have yeah, something. You you have something yeah, yeah, no, up. I'll yeah. Uh, pickles. Um, pickles. I hate pickles. Really? I, have really? I, have, I have an aversion. Really? I have a tough time with pickles. Like, if I don't like mustard, but if my burger comes with mustard accidentally, like I'll wipe it off. I'll be fine. Mm. At pickle juice that's on the bun. Oh no, I have it. I can't do. Wow. Uh, but like, the other thing is, I what's it called when you? Uh, scale down a building um i can't think of the hell yeah i repel i did something for charity it was a 30-story building oh my gosh and once i was like actually repelling i was fine but you start off by like your back you're like your your heels are off the ledge your back is whatever and you're just supposed to trust that this thing is going to keep and you have to like lean back and that was one of the scariest things i've ever done sounds incredible i love it you're, so you, I really would. Would yeah. you jump out of a plane? Um, it's the it's the being strapped to another human being that doesn't really do it for me. You know, as much as I'd like to like sit in a grown man's lap for fifteen minutes, <laughs> like I'm good. You know, if I had the, if they told me like, hey, this is what you do, pull the cord, and you know, when your airspeed gets to that, sure, no problem, I can figure that out. And then it's my fault if I die. You know, yeah. But if the guy behind me doesn't pull the cord in time, and we're strapped together, and these carabiners are like making sure that I die with him, like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. So you can't, as a civilian, they, you can't do it solo, right? Like, you have to... I think you have to get certified. Okay, got it. That makes sense. Interesting. I can't think of anything. That's a hard one. Yeah, me either. That's a good question. I'll say pickles, too, because I hate pickles. Okay. So. Oh, I like pickles. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Spicy pickles, you name it. Can't do it. Uh, and dirt, I'm not picky with food. The, the butter chips, you name it. I'll eat pickles all the time. They help you. They keep you from cramping, too. I do know, so Blake Coleman, I don't know, you're, you're a big Stars fan. Blake Coleman uh, plays for Calgary. He used to play for um, Tampa. He's from the DFW area. Sure. He started a, like a pickle juice company okay. because he, oh, used wow. to, he used to drink pickle juice during intermissions to prevent from cramping. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. So I, I didn't know that. I had no idea until I, I learned that. Yeah, that's a real thing. We have pickle juices too. Yeah, down by the training room. They're like these little shot deals in the five-hour energy like bottle. Yeah. And it's just pickle juice. 
I can bring a couple for you if you guys want them. Cool. Next episode, uh, taste no. test. I, I, I would like. I would be willing they to can lose play a, a drinking bet. game with pickle juice. Oh, those, they're called snapping turtles, right? Pickle juice oh, and vodka. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, don't I'm sleep out. on a yeah, snapping I don't, turtle. No, can't do that. Um, I'll think of something. Okay, I'll we can come back to that. All right, person uh, that you'd most want to meet you have not met. <sighs> Barry Bonds. I'd love to meet Barry Bonds. You know, he's just. Yeah, we, he's the greatest hitter of all time. Yeah. That's that's that. I think that's factual. I don't care what the rest of the hoopla is surrounding him. He's the best hitter of all time. I'd love to meet Barry Bonds. Two lefties. That's I like it. One. Um, I've already met Guy Fieri twice, so I think that probably checks <laughs> off my list because I love him. But I would say Hezbollah. I feel like he's just taking the internet by storm. I'm just really intrigued by him. Oh, that's the, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know why. He's just so interesting. So Always. I would say probably Hezbollah. What about good. you? Well, I mean, Blake Lively. I mean, I, meet Blake Lively. I mean, I would like to Blake meet Blake Lively, Lively too. Okay. She's amazing. Yeah, that's, I mean, I can't just, I, I can't honestly, I'd be lying. Any other answer would not be truthful at Blake this point. Blake Lively. I mean, yeah. that's a good choice. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I get it. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've married to her, but I just, we still haven't met. She doesn't know yet, but one day. Yeah. Uh, you know, I dated her, right? Was it, no, you get it. You get it. Margot oh, Robbie. Robbie. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah, 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 wrong blonde. Wrong blonde. Whoops. Yeah, Gosh. yeah, you know, that was a, together. How, how's that relationship? That was yeah, a, you know, it was pretty short lived. Yeah, I uh, didn't make it past Twitter, unfortunately. <laughs> no, just kidding, just kidding. Um, no, I caught a lot of heat for that though. And then I saw like my girlfriend actually sent me a screenshot and was like, "Look, if I get another one of these, like, yeah, we're gonna fight." <laughs> and it, it, it said that it had reached like two hundred and sixty thousand people. I went, oh my gosh, the internet's wild, man. So there was this thing uh, like a month and a half ago, two months ago, where like random people were getting tied to dating Margot Robbie. I forget how it exactly started, but you were one of the people who yes. got tied to. You oh, were yeah. on the list. Yeah. Isaiah yeah. Falefa was on oh the list. Gosh. Oh man, she was getting around. Yeah, oh, yeah. apparently she's geez. a busy gal. Apparently, but that, that's one of those things. Like for your girlfriend, that probably like the first time, it's like ah, oh, that's kind of funny, and then like the fifty seventh time that someone texts like, oh, yeah. like did you see your boyfriend yeah. or whatever? She's probably like. Okay, this joke's been made. Like, you're late to the party. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. over it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right, last one from this Q&A. Then we got a few fan questions. Uh, your go-to Whataburger order is? Patty milk. Patty milk? Yeah, or a honey butter chicken biscuit at all times of the yeah. day. Before, it had to be gluten-free honey butter chicken biscuit, but now a large Dr. Pepper shake and french fries. I, I might try this Whataburger breakfast bowl, actually. Um, I'd get it no gravy, but I think I'd be great with everything else. But honey butter chicken biscuit, I think I went the first five years of having them never before midnight. And then I tried to have them like during normal hours of the no, day and they're still not the same. Oh, really? Oh, I, you, I, really? Still, I still I still love them. I, they are better after midnight. Uh, they're, they just they obviously must do something to them after midnight that, you know, knocks it up a notch. I think we do something in preparation. I, for yes, <laughs> I, yes. Uh, but I, I do, I do enjoy it at all times. Again, I'll have breakfast at all times. The little honey drizzle on the, you know, the, the, uh, the biscuit is just, it gets me. And the best part's like when you get that huge sweet tea in the morning too, and you know, you shouldn't have it. It's like 120 grams of sugar. And yeah. Like brushing sugar off your teeth after you eat it. So good. And then you <laughs> so go good. and like do something physical. I go sit on the couch. Yeah, and, and I go so. cramp and go, wow, that was a bad idea. <laughs> times Get the four. Juice. Get the pickle yes. juice. Yeah. There, hey, there we go. Yeah, there you go. All right. Whataburger. We love them. I love it. Well, speaking of Dr. Pepper, are you craving a Dr. Pepper shake and wanting the creamy satisfaction of a Whataburger shake as well? Now you have the best of both worlds with Whataburger's Dr. Pepper shake. Treat yourself to one while you can. The Dr. Pepper shake is only at Whataburger for a limited time. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so a few fan questions. Now, we couldn't tell people that you were going to be joining us. It was a, it's a big surprise. A big secret. So these are generic press, uh, questions, but uh, from CJB Cool, uh, what... Uh, Nick Kowski. Is that, <laughs> maybe, that's maybe. a funny way to miss yeah, yeah, what a bur- yeah, weird burner. <laughs> uh, okay, what goals did you have entering spring training, and did you accomplish them? Yes, I wanted to get on a good routine with, with my defense. I think that Beasley and I did a great job of that. Um, he was out there every morning. I asked him to be there, and that's all you can ask for from a staffer. Um, yeah, and I wanted to get through spring training healthy and ready to go. And, you know, thankfully, here we are. All right, this one is from Dallas Fan underscore FE. Hot take, should pineapple have pizza on it? I don't really care. I, I think people get all bent out of shape over that debate. It's just one of those things. I'm like, eh. I think what he meant to say was, should pizza have pineapple yeah. on it? But we'll yeah. let it slide. It's should okay. pineapple have pizza on it? I don't think pineapple should have pizza on it. I'm indifferent as to whether pizza should have pineapple on it. What's your not. pizza order? Um, I like I like a big mellow mushroom pizza. Uh, yeah, mellow mushrooms, my spot. Yeah, um, it's gonna have green peppers, onions, tomatoes, mushrooms, and pepperoni, and extra cheese. So it's kind of like Love a supreme it. no olives. Oh. I don't do olives. Yeah, no, I don't eat But that's kind Gosh, of, it's like. Maybe the way you guys are with pickles, I am with olives. I, no, I'm like that with olives as well, cannot, for sure. I think they taste like dirt. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't. Olives and pickles are my two no-goes. <laughs> I don't like olives, but I don't have the aversion olives that I do with pickles. Okay. If that makes sense. We can deal with that. Uh, all right, 29 shot answer wants to know, what's one thing you never knew about DFW, I guess, before moving here? Um... One thing I never knew. I never knew it got so cold here, man. Like, it, it, the winters, there's some days where it's cold. I mean. Snow. Yeah, snow and ice. And, like, I, thankfully I got out of town right before that one ice storm where things were shutting down. But guys are texting the group text, like, don't go to the field today. Like, 30s frozen or whatever's going on, you know. I, and I thought Dallas, Texas is always just a million degrees. But, yeah, my first experience here, it was 110 degrees. And then. The following year in 2020, it was freezing. So, yeah, I got to see both sides of it. And there's still uh, another thing I don't know is how many cities are around the DFW that are still considered in the DFW. Like, I just don't know. What is and like, what is not a part line? of it? Like, yeah, like, I have no People idea. tell me a city, like, yeah, it's in, uh, it's in, you name it, uh, McKinney. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, McKinney could be anywhere from the west side of Fort Worth to the east side of Texas or east side of Dallas. And I'd say, sure, yeah. no problem. I just say everything is DFW, and then if someone wants to correct me, like, come on, dude. Like, are you really going to correct me over yeah, this? Like, I'm no, just what directionally we... challenged, so DFW is a very simple term for me. Right. Like, it's either Dallas or it isn't Dallas. Like, it's in Texas or it's not. Exactly. You know? All right, so earlier I asked uh, something you've you've done and you don't want to do again. I hope that – I know you're still working on your answer. I hope it's not the Straight Up Texas podcast. No, no, no. We're good. We're good for what episode two. Segue, Jared. Yes. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this first episode. We're so fired up to have Nathaniel with us, and we're excited, as, as he mentioned at the beginning, to kind of, uh, with him alongside, take you through the season 
uh, have some great discussions as the season progresses and what should be an incredibly fun and exciting 2023 year. I know so many fans are fired up. We're all fired up here. Uh, and we're so fired up that you're going to be joining us throughout the year. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time for sure. All right. Well, we want to thank our team that helps put this together. Tim Johnston producing uh, for Hannah and for Nathaniel, Jared Sandler, and of course, our friends at Whataburger. This has been the Straight of Texas podcast. We will talk to you soon.